Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech, executive producer of social media here at the IQ. And before I go any further on the podcast, allow me to say to my listeners today, Happy New Year. Yes, this is the first Tube Talk podcast of 2024. Whatever happened in 2023, it is time to leave that stuff behind. We are now in a brand new year with brand new possibilities. It is a fresh slate, a clean beginning. So I need you all to take advantage of it and go out there and live your best lives. Now, with that out of the way, on today's podcast, I want to talk about something that we don't really talk about too much here on vidIQ, but I want to take some time to address it on the podcast today. And that is traffic sources. And when I say traffic sources, I mean the places where your views on YouTube come from. So if you go into your YouTube analytics, and if you do this on mobile or desktop, and when you go to your your back creative studio, you click on the channel analytics button, right? And when you click on that channel analytics button, you go and you hit the content tab, right? And once you hit the content tab, it pops up with the number of views you got, the number of impressions, the impression click-through rate, average view duration, so on and so forth. But if you hit the see more button, and I'm doing this on desktop, so it might be a little little different on mobile, but if you hit the see more button, it gives you a a bunch of extra categories that you can look at. One of those categories is traffic source. So you can look at the traffic sources and you can see the view, the watch time, the average view duration, the impression, the impression click-through rate from the different traffic sources. Now, some of the most important traffic sources that we have available to us here when you go back and look at Gene's analytics, you have browse features, you have suggested videos, you have YouTube search, you have notifications, you have channel pages, you also have direct or unknown. Now, there are a few others that you might see, such as external, other YouTube features, et cetera, et cetera. So what I want to do is I want to go through and highlight uh, how YouTube defines each traffic source. And then I want to tell you about the importance of the each traffic source and how they can benefit you or how you should be looking to optimize your content according to each traffic source. So. When YouTube talked about browse features, what they mean is traffic from the home page, home screen, the subscription feed, and other browsing features. So again, when you see traffic from the browse feature traffic source, they're talking about traffic from the home page, the home screen, the subscription feed, and other browsing features. Now we go down to suggested videos. 
and suggested videos are viewed from suggestions appearing alongside or after other videos. So you know when you're watching the YouTube video, and if you're watching on desktop, they'll have that sidebar to the right of videos that are up next. Or if you're watching on your phone and you're watching the video and then they have the videos that are up next underneath the video that you're watching, those are the videos that appear in suggested. Then we go down to YouTube search, which is self-explanatory. These are views from people searching for videos on YouTube. So if they search for your keyword and your video pops up, uh, that is how they found your video. Then we go to channel pages. And this is the traffic from your YouTube channel page. You're, you know, when you type in youtube.com slash vidIQ, that is the channel page or whatever your channel page URL is, that is the channel page. So it says traffic from your YouTube channel page, other YouTube channel pages, or topic channel pages. Now, other YouTube channel pages, I believe that means that you know how when you um, customize your YouTube uh, channel page, and you can suggest other creator channels that are similar to yours on that page. That is probably what they mean when they say other YouTube channel pages. So let's say uh, Think Media have vidIQ as a suggested channel on the Think Media channel. So if we got a view from that channel page, then that will pop up under our sources as channel page traffic because we appeared on Think Media channel page and that's how you found us. So that's how YouTube would categorize that particular view. And then when they say topic uh, pages, I think that's like the hashtag. When you make a hashtag on YouTube, it's not like it worked on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. When you make a hashtag on YouTube, it turns it into a topic page. So let's say we created a hashtag or there's a hashtag out there called YouTube growth. So if you typed in hashtag YouTube growth on the YouTube search bar and searched it, you would get the first result would be that hashtag and it will take you to the hashtag YouTube growth uh, page. And that's what a topic channel page is. I could be wrong, but I think that's my understanding of what that means. So then we go down to external sources. And obviously, there's some traffic from outside of YouTube. So if you put your link on Twitter and somebody clicked your link or you put it on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, if I click the link and that's how they found your video, that stuff will be categorized as external traffic. Then we go to direct or unknown. And YouTube said that direct or unknown traffic is traffic from direct URL entry uh, bookmarks and unidentified app. So basically, if you put your, I think, again, uh, it's almost similar to what I just said about external, but if you put your URL, if you put your you, uh, your video URL somewhere, uh, if my click on it, that will be, I think, that I think that classified as a direct. I might have to get some clarification from the YouTube liaison on that, but I believe that's what that means. Anywhere your URL is, if my click on it, then that, I think that's what they would call direct uh, traffic. Other YouTube features, now this is one that I was kind of confused about, but it says here, other YouTube features is traffic from within YouTube that doesn't fall into any other category, such as view from partner promotions or the dashboard. So I guess YouTube features, other YouTube features are anything as an outlier outside of the other stuff that I've discussed. So then we have notifications, which is obvious notifications and just traffic from uh, your YouTube notifications. Like if somebody um, clicked on notification for your channel and they that's how they uh, clicked on your videos, then that will fall under the notification. You got playlist, which is self-explanatory. Somebody clicked on the playlist. There you go. And end screen, which we talk about a lot here at vidIQ. Somebody clicked on the video at the end of the end screen. That's how they get categorized. So why am I talking about traffic sourcing today? Because it is very, very important as creators to understand traffic sources and how they work and how they affect your views, your impressions, your CTR, etc. 
And I'll give you an example for me personally. So all my personal YouTube channel, there has been some things that have happened recently that have kind of made me scratch my head. And one day I put out a video, right? So I put out the video. And when I put out the video, after the first month, it was an hour or whatever, they give you your initial TTR. I think it's after, well, actually, it's after like 30 minutes, you found out how many views you got and different things like that for that video. So after those first 30 minutes or whatever, the CTR came back very low, which kind of surprised me because I thought I was pretty comfortable that I had a, a solid title. I had a solid thumbnail. So the fact that the video came back with such a low click-through rate kind of perplexed me. I did not accept that low click-through rate. I was not happy with that. I'm like, wait a minute. There has to be an explanation for why this click-through rate is so low. So what I did was I went and I investigated I went to the video, that particular video's analytics, and I checked those traffic sources. And the biggest traffic source at the time when I checked it was suggested video. Now, usually when your video get put on suggested next to other videos, that's usually a good thing until it's not. And in this particular situation, it was not a good thing. So let me tell y'all what happened in this particular situation with me. So. I made a video about uh, something that you should be looking out for when you buy a MacBook or a MacBook Pro order. So I was talking about an Apple MacBook, right? So somehow this video got suggested against a Marquette Brownlee video, an MKBHD video. Now, normally this would be a pretty exciting deal since Marquette Brownlee is one of the biggest tech creators on the platform and his video get millions of views. So getting your video suggested against the MKBHD video would be exciting until it's not. What happened in my particular situation was that my MacBook video got suggested against MKBHD's cyber truck video. Ooh, ooh, yeah, hurt my heart at the time. And the reason why this is not good is because the cyber truck audience is a particular type of audience. They were there to find out more about the Cybertruck, which means, at least to me, that they were not interested in watching a video about a MacBook. Now, I know that YouTube's algorithm tries to predict content that people might want to watch next, and a lot of times it's right on the nose, but every now and then, it's suspect. And in this particular instance, it was kind of suspect for me. So I got thousands of impressions. And remember, impressions are the amount of, of time that video appeared in MKBHD suggested uh, video as a suggestion or whatever. It's not the view. But I got thousands of impressions, not views, impressions from my video being suggested against MKBHD Cybertruck video. But nobody was watching my video because, again, they're watching the video about the Cybertruck and I, my video is about a MacBook. So the fact that People were not watching my video meant that my those suggested that traffic source had a very low click-through rate. I think it was less than 1%. I think it was like 0.1% or whatever. It was low. And that brought down my overall TTR because that video got so many impressions from that video being suggested next to an MKBHD video that it dragged down my TTR. And that's why it was low because my video was being suggested against the video that it was not directly related to. Now, had it been an MKBHD video to, uh, about an iPhone or a MacBook, 
that my video got suggested to it, then I felt like it would have been a little bit better. It would have probably been a lot better. But the fact that the video that it got suggested that to was of a completely different audience than what my MacBook audience would have been, it got buried. So this is why you can't always jump to conclusions that either your title or thumbnail is bad when you come back and they hit you with that low CTR because sometimes YouTube is just not putting your video where it needs to be or where they need to be at that particular moment. However, normally, even when this does happen, it kind of works itself out because then what happens, at least for me, is that YouTube begins to realize what type of video it is and what type of audience is going to benefit from that particular video. And eventually, it puts it in the right place. And that's kind of what happened with my video. After the initial surge of the impression from the MKBHD Cybertruck video, YouTube didn't realize that that was the incorrect audience and it started putting my video in front of people that I think watch Apple content because the CTR then started to go back up a little bit. Now, that video kind of never really recovered from that because that was really kind of a crazy rush, but it did slowly go back up and the CTR kind of picked up a little bit on the video. But again, you have to be aware of what's happening with the different traffic sources to understand how your video is performing. Look, as YouTube creators ourselves, we've all been there. Sometimes the next video on your weekly upload schedule is right around the corner, but you have no idea what you're gonna record. Well, this exact situation is why vidIQ developed Daily Ideas. It's our newest tool that can help provide you with up to 50 new video ideas every single day. Your daily ideas are generated by our AI, which analyzes your channel and the wider YouTube community to find trending topics with high view potential. With this new tool, you'll never run out of great ideas for new videos. You can try daily ideas for yourself today by downloading vidIQ at vidIQ.com. So when you are trying to grow a channel on YouTube, now this is different for everybody in every niche, and it really is different depending on what your objective is and what you're trying to accomplish. But in my experience, especially in the last year or two, if you are trying to get the most amount of views in a short period of time and you want to grow your channel as fast as possible, outside of YouTube Shorts, uh, the best traffic source you want to be in is browse features. Because again, when you're in browse features, you're on people's homepage. So as soon as they open up the app, open up the, uh, open up the website on their desktop, your video is right there in their face on their homepage. That is browse. That's where you want to be. This is why we talk about thumbnails so much with vidIQ. Because when your video hits browse, your thumbnail better pop because you are up against a bunch of other thumbnails that are competing on that same plate and that same spot. So your thumbnail has to pop. It has to stand out. But browse features is where you want to be if you want to get a lot of views in a quick amount of time. YouTube search is another animal. Not saying that it, it doesn't have a place. It definitely has a place. And I feel like if your video wants to succeed over the long term, over months, years or whatever, then you want to make sure it's optimized for YouTube search. So what is the different Viper between optimizing for YouTube search and optimizing for YouTube browse? And to me, the difference is packaging, title, and thumbnail. So I'll give you a perfect example, right? I'll, I'll use myself again. So recently on my personal channel, I made a video talking about how to use the Apple, uh, how to use Apple Pay on the Apple Watch. But I knew that if I made a video titled how to use Apple Pay on the Apple Watch, it would have got some views, but it wouldn't have probably gotten that many views because I don't know how many people will actually care about using Apple Pay on their Apple Watch. So what I did was I 
kind of changed up the packaging of that video. So instead of calling it how to use Apple Pay on the Apple Watch, I called the video this Apple Watch feature could change your life. Vastly different title appeals to a much broader amount of people because if you have an Apple Watch, at the very minimum, that title will at least make you curious about the feature that I feel like could change your life. So the video ended up doing pretty well for me, and I think it did much better than it would have had I titled it How to Use Apple Pay on Apple Watch. So basically, essentially what I did was I optimized the video for browse instead of optimizing for search. Because if I would have just left it at how to use Apple Pay or Apple Watch, that is a search title. That video would do okay in search. It might even do good in search, but it wouldn't get the views that it got had I not optimized it for browse and just changed the title to this Apple Watch feature can change your life. So the difference between optimizing for search and browse and title and thumbnail, how you package it. Are you making it optimized for a select group of people or are you trying to optimize the video for as many people as you can humanly get into that video. And that is the difference between hitting YouTube search and hitting YouTube browse. Again, this is the thing that you have to understand as a creator if you want to grow on YouTube and grow at a faster rate, okay? So this is why I'm taking the time today to go through these different traffic sources because I feel like this information is very important for us as creators to realize and understand moving forward here in 2024. Still got to get used to saying 2024. <laughs> So a lot of you all, when I'm auditing your thumbnails on Thursday, I will tell you that the thumbnail did well or it looked good to me, but you guys will tell me the video still did not perform. And then I tell you that it might not be about the thumbnail. And this again, this podcast right here is why it might not be about your title or thumbnail or even the video itself. It might be that your video has not gotten to where it needs to go yet on YouTube, but that doesn't mean that YouTube won't eventually figure it out because normally, at least in my experience, Eventually, even if the video ends up in the wrong spot in the beginning, YouTube will figure out where to put your video. So if you are comfortable, if you're confident in your title and your thumbnail, but you are still uh, not happy with your CTR, check your traffic sources. That might be the reason why your CTR is lower than what you feel like it should be, because the traffic source might be uh, something that is kind of bringing your CTR down. We are going to talk about this ad nauseum until you all understand it, but... Your YouTube packaging title thumbnail is so, so important. It can literally be the difference between your video getting 100 views and getting 10,000 views. It is that critical. It is that essential that you guys understand how important packaging is. I've done podcasts in the past talking about titles and thumbnails. So if you need a refresher, uh, go look those episodes up. If you need to access that information visually, I'm pretty sure there are videos on the YouTube channel talking about packaging and how important it is. But you guys need to understand how important your title and your thumbnail is as it relates to how far your video will go on YouTube. But let me know. Tweet at me on Twitter at vidIQ. Let me know what your biggest traffic source is for your latest video. Let me know if this podcast has helped you out in any way. And you know your boy Viper will be back next week with another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.